0: Lizzie Savetsky, this beautiful lady sitting to my left. She's out there every day, every day. She's talking to hostages, parents. She's out there with a bullhorn yelling and screaming. I mean, nobody does better work than you. I actually feel badly when they want to honor me. You should be getting all that stuff. Well, we
1: appreciate your voice, Sid. You know, well, every you. it really, really matters. And. You know, we have so few people speaking out unapologetically in the way you do, so I disagree with you. I think you deserve every honor you're getting. Oh, my
0: God, thank you. Coming from you, that means the world. Now, uh, I met Lizzie second of all the Savetskys. The first Savetsky I met was Dr. Ira, her husband. You may remember the story. My daughter, Ava, coming home from college tonight, has a friend named Rafi. He got beat up on the Lower East Side because he's Jewish. That's it. Guy said, are you Jewish? He said, yes. Boom, the guy punched him in the face. And her husband, I didn't know him at the time, Dr. Ira Savetsky said on Instagram, he said, You come to me. You're Jewish. I'll take care of you. And he did. And then he came on the show and he made this promise. If you're a Jew and you get attacked in the streets, I'll fix you for nothing, which I thought was unbelievably beautiful and generous. So first I was friendly with Dr. Ira Savetsky. Then came Lizzie Savetsky, who everybody knows you. All my friends, they love you. And it turns out that today is a special day for Dr. Ira. And to wish your beautiful husband. A happy 40th birthday.
1: 40, baby.
0: 40 is a big number. Yeah. I remember that. It was a long time ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> Going on 17 years. Um, you brought your one of your three beautiful children.
1: It's his number one fan. There's nobody that loves Ira. I thought that I was, but nobody loves Ira more than this one.
0: And her name is?
1: Her name is? What's your name? Juliet.
0: Julia. Uh, your Juliet. name is your name is on your shirt, Juliet. So I actually knew that already. But what's funny about what Lizzie just said was they're in the green room almost before this conversation. And Lizzie goes to Juliet. She goes, who is your favorite? And the kid, without any hesitation, goes, Daddy. And I said, well, wait a second, Juliet. Don't you love mommy and daddy the same? And what did you say?
1: No, Daddy.
0: No, you like Daddy, right?
1: <laughs> 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 and it's not even close. There's oh. Ira, and then i what, what,
0: what? Does he take her, like, shopping? Does he... Did he... Uh... I don't
1: understand. They have some, like, weird soul connection. Actually, yeah. an energy healer told them that they were married in a past life, which is kind of creepy.
0: Very creepy. She's
1: very... Yeah. She yeah. actually resents my existence because she's so obsessed with him wow. that I just, like, get in the way, but I have to constantly remind her that she wouldn't be here if I wasn't in the picture. Well,
0: that's correct. Your mother played even a bigger part than daddy, I would imagine. Do you want to sing happy birthday to uh, your father? Come on, Juliet, Go ahead. Sing happy birthday to your father, go ahead, to daddy, Ira.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to daddy. Happy birthday to you. Oh,
0: my God. Look at that.
1: Let me tell you
0: something, Kate. We love you, Ira. Marilyn Monroe didn't do a better job for JFK. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right, Juliet?
1: Now we know you're just a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that was terrific. She
1: wasn't wearing the uh, the dress. No,
0: she wasn't doing that, right? So, happy birthday to uh, Dr. Ira, who really is a terrific guy. And thank you for that, Juliet. Thank you very much. You're welcome back anytime you want. Okay. Okay. okay but she likes your been...
1: snacks in the green room. She's very she does. happy.
0: Yeah, she liked it in there, right? Yeah. So tell me what. Um, What's going on lately? You know, we're down. Like we're down. Uh, there's still about 130 plus hostages. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend. His name is Michael Rappaport, He's a big time actor.
1: Yeah, he's amazing. You
0: know, Mike, big time actor. So he was at uh, the kibbutz, I guess, last Thursday or Friday, and he called in live. Now you got to understand, Michael this guy goes on Howard Stern, drops the upward every two seconds. Yeah, he's a dramatic actor. Yeah. He's a tough guy. He was in tears mm-hmm. at that kibbutz, and we're talking about. Two and a half months later. So it doesn't seem like the Jewish people, whether they're here or in Israel, have lost any steam.
1: No, I mean, I think that the biggest issue, I was at an event last night listening to, um, you know, Nama Levy, that girl whose video we've all seen with the the blood on her pants and... (sighs) With the you know them dragging her by her hair, oh. um, she is bad though. No, she's not. She's not. Back. She's not bad. She's oh. still there. Oh. Um, and her mother was speaking at this event, and it's just you know the the issue is that we're all in this horrendous limbo period, and so we can't lose steam because we still have 138 hostages there. Um, we still have to eradicate Hamas. We we ha- we're in the middle. And it is a torturous place to be. And every time that I hear one of these stories from one of these family members, you know, I met with this Stella, my older daughter, interviewed this 14-year-old girl whose dad is still there. Mm. And it's like, can you imagine as a child just wanting your daddy? You know, you just listen to my daughter who loves her daddy more than anyone in the world. That That's these kids, so many kids without their dads. And then also think about the kids who's, who h- hundreds of thousands of dads have left to go fight yeah and you know we're we're just we we have no other place to be but right here in this fighting mode right now you
0: know i put you in a very difficult position last time Mm -hmm. i i I admit that i remember i hate this question i said what's more important to you getting the hostages back Mm -hmm. or winning the war Mm -hmm. and and i asked you that and again i'll say it again at the risk of sounding insensitive because for me it's winning the war i have to pick one i don't want to see one person die trust me But this is much bigger than 136 people Then the mayor, Rudy Giuliani, agreed with me, brought you on. You did a great job on his show. Thank you. You did. You kind of touched on that, too. So I think that Netanyahu, uh, while they value every life, we know that already, may be in that same mindset. I think right now Israel, especially with all the pushback they're getting from Biden and here in America, they are really dead set on wiping out Gaza, just wiping it out. That's the feeling I
1: get. We have no other choice, but I still believe that um, the hostages need to be at the forefront of our mind. I Do mean, you think they're all alive? I, well, I don't know. I really don't, and I mean, it, it's hard to imagine that. But until we have confirmation, we can't. We have to assume that they are, because we, you know, we have to treat every life like it is the only life. And I, I mean, I stand by that statement. Because I have had so many personal interactions with family members, and these are not just numbers or pictures on hostage posters. These are real people. This is someone's father, someone's daughter, and it's their their lives, the entire – it doesn't just affect the person that's being held hostage. It's affecting the entire family, the entire community you know i feel so deeply connected to these people that i've never met
0: well you but you have met a bunch of them i mean i watch your instagram every day i and it's a testament to you how these people love you and trust you and you talk to brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers of these hostages all the time and you know you talk about it it doesn't just affect them i forget the kid's name i apologize (laughs) but he was taken for the music festival and he got his arm blown off Hirsch. thank you Hirsch. and he sent his mom a text And he said, this one makes me cry. He goes, I'm so tough. He goes, I love you and I'm sorry. And I'm, and I've seen his mother interviewed a thousand times and you did too. And she said, I believe my son was saying he was sorry because he realized all of the crying that would go on since he's been taken. It was no longer just about him. That speaks directly to your point.
1: Exactly. It's, you know we're in an international state of grief, and it's it's so much more than this one person. It's all of us, and I I see how it's brought us all together in prayer and uh, you know active fighting mode together. That's a silver lining, but um, yeah, I mean I think that all of these kids who were taken know just how much the Jewish people value life, yeah. and they knew.
0: Yeah. And especially the boys. I mean look, we've we've gotten women home, we've gotten children home. As far as I know, you know better than me, not one man, not one boy. Um and look, I, I, I like the women and children to be home too, but if you're a, a man or or a boy in those tunnels, you're gonna come to that quick realization that if I'm still alive, I'm the last one to go. And you start to wonder at some point, is that really fair? Is it fair that Hirsch, a seventeen year old kid, or he was, twenty whoever he is, twenty years old, at a music festival that his life at this point has been discounted yeah. because he's not a man or a woman. I mean he's not a woman or a child.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely devastating and I think I mean, I I really have no words. I, I you know, I talk to these people who um had to leave behind their husbands. And didn't want to. And I think about myself. And if they told me, you have to leave Ira and you're going to be, you know, you're leaving with your kids and knowing he's there by himself. And they they have said we have heard these hostages talk about how their husbands were so scared Scared. and that they did. And to see a grown man Mm. trembling in fear, you know, Mm. losing hope. Mm. And, you know, these three that were that were killed, you know, the other day.
0: Friendly fire.
1: Yeah. Friendly fire. Exactly. And, um, you know, that they were in such a place of desperation that they were trying to do what they they've lost. I'm sure they've lost hope. They wonder if anyone's coming for them. They don't know what's happened to the ones that have been released. They don't know, you know, they don't, I'm sure they don't believe Hamas to know that they've been released. They don't know if their family members are alive. I can only imagine what they're, what they must be going through.